to be fair, coloring is um, very important. Uh, if I were the communist dictator I aspire to be, one of the requirements would be that every day uh, for an hour, people would have to just color. They have no choice. Good afternoon, this is your captain speaking with just a little flight information. We're flying at an altitude of 37,000 feet and our airspeed is 400 miles an hour. A couple little facts here. I'm packing a Colt King Cobra. That's a 357 caliber firearm with a black rubber grip and a six inch barrel, capable of piercing body armor at a distance of up to 27 feet. And I can put a hole in human bone and flesh the size of the Grand Canyon, which, by the way, is coming up on the left hand side of the plane. So just sit back and relax and enjoy the rest of the plane. No, not you. Not you. Your organization's terrible. Should I tell you? Should I tell you? Oh, you Boy Scout, but you know life. You know life. You know I'm totally off script right now. Hey, News Dive listeners. Welcome to the first episode of season two, also the first episode of 2021. Our seasons are the years. You know how podcasts work. I am Sam Carliner, a host of this show. I like talking about a lot of things. My main topics are international news, attacks on free speech, and why cable news and the New York Times are just screwing over the world. I am joined by my co-host, Shane Sorosi. Shane, what types of things do you like talking about? Uh, I like talking about electoral politics, corruption, uh, how uh, businesses screw over the working class, you know, all the good stuff. Yeah, no, you've been a great uh, addition to the show because I don't like talking about electoral politics or money, but as a new show, those are things we need to cover. Um, so yeah, we and, and we cover other stuff, environmental stuff. We probably should cover that more and we may try to this season. Uh, we are also joined by a new addition to the show because I got sick of producing last season. If you started listening to News Dive back at our very beginning when we were a college radio show, you may remember Sophia Janoskali, who uh, co-hosted some episodes, and she is now making us sound much better quality than we sounded last season. Sophie, what should our audience know about you? <laughs> Hello. Um, what should the audience know about me? I hate you politics, but I love talking about them for extended periods of time. You also hate the New York Times. That's how we became this friends. This is true. That is um, how we became friends. Yeah, we are a firmly anti-New York Times show. So uh, that's, that's us. If you are a returning listener from our last season, thank you so much for returning. After we took like a month and a half off, I was dying. You can hear it in the later episodes. Uh, I, am, I am now feeling better. I hope you guys are feeling better. Not the audience, Shane. Well, the audience, but Shane, Sophie, you guys feeling better? A little. I'm optimistic. Well, there is optimistic news we're going to get into. There's a lot of horrible news we're also going to get into. And uh, if you are a new listener and you are just discovering us, please do follow us. We are all young and attractive and trying to make names for ourselves in an increasingly competitive media scene. And we're trying to do that without selling our souls to all of the corporate, 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 we're gonna own it, corporate outlets uh, that run the landscape. So you can support us and our work and our uh, grift that we are trying to grow by following us on all of our social media at news dive radio we are on twitter we are on instagram we are on facebook you can find our podcast that is our that is our main thing our podcast you can listen to it anchor.fm slash news dive and you can find it 
on any podcasting platform that you love or don't love but use because you need a podcasting platform. I'm talking about Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of the other ones. And Shane, I actually don't know our Medium page. What You, you created it. We have a Medium page. Shane, what's our Medium page? So it's medium.com forward slash news dive. Wait, is it, which is the forward slash? Like it, it goes, uh, bottom is on the left. The top is facing towards the right. It's, oh no, I, that's, I, I can't keep, I, also, Sophie, please keep this part in. I do think it's important for our listeners to know that I don't know like it, what this is. Like think of it, like if it was standing straight up and then it leaned forward, that's what it would oh, look like. Oh, that's how my posture looks. And then, and then a backslash would be if that line leaned backwards. Think of oh, it that wait, way. this is rethink everything because we may be anchor.fm forward slash news dive. Play around with it. Just play around with it and you'll find the episodes. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just type in medium <laughs> news dive in a yeah. Google search bar follow or some search for bar. If you follow us on social media, you will eventually see us posting links from all of our different platforms. So, uh, you know, in general, you know, you know, you're not new to the internet. Maybe you are. And uh, yeah, uh, if you are, I'm sorry that we're your intro to the internet. But uh, with, with that, I uh, am going to put off talking about what I've been up to uh, till later in the episode because I just less than two hours ago got back from DC and while I am forcing energy as you may be able to tell uh, I am still kind of tired so I will be talking about that I was at uh, covering some solidarity protests for Julian Assange uh, the Assange case is a very important topic on this show uh, so I will be getting into it but before then I was paying attention to nothing in the world and uh, fortunately Shane was uh, I think generally, even when I'm not covering things, you tend to follow more news than I do. Uh, so what, uh, what, what's important? What's, what's been going on while I was probably getting COVID? Well, uh, the main, the main thing, uh, that has been a big issue going on lately has been the stimulus. I mean, uh, when, when was the CARES Act, uh, passed and, uh, March, April. That was it was it was it was months ago, and like people were saying at the time, it wasn't it wasn't enough. At the time, it wasn't enough, and it, the fact that it, it, we waited this long to get anything is just a complete failure. And like I cannot oh, stress that enough. Sophie did a good job in fact check. It was March twenty fifth, and it was not enough. Yeah, what was it? it was enough for some people. It enough oh for yeah, it it was enough for the people who didn't need it. I like honestly am so sloppy when it comes to finance. I still have not looked into the CARES Act, which I know is like not a good thing because it uh, was huge. Oh, I mean uh, the the people got uh, oh some uh, some higher unemployment benefits. There was the they established the PPP, which was to was supposedly to help uh, small businesses, but that failure. And for corporations, they gave they gave them five hundred billion dollars that could be leveraged into four point five trillion dollars, which was pretty much just a, a huge slush fund for corporations. And there was little oversight of it. So so Steve Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary could just like just hand out money as he saw fit pretty much. Yeah, did well, didn't he like send a bunch of the money to the military? Oh, that's, I'm sure. I, 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 I forget, I know, that sounds, I know that sounds familiar. going around that bunch of money that was supposed to go to hospitals just went to the military, but I don't know if that was related to the CARES Act or if that was a separate thing. I can't keep track of all the things we do. Honestly, a lot of money went a lot of places it shouldn't. <laughs> that sounds like America. Yeah. So that was the CARES Act. What about CARES Act Part Two? So, so, so after that first disaster, uh, Democrats in May start uh, introduced their second, well, their next COVID bill, which was called the Heroes Act. Uh, this uh, after it was passed in the House, it 
was blocked by Mitch McConnell in the Senate, who, who said it was dead on arrival. There was no chance of this getting passed. So, but this was this was the Democrats placing their benchmarker for their negotiations. And but with embarrassing, but the, the, it's embarrassing because as they decided, it, this bill was just a giveaway to in health insurance companies. Yeah, and you wrote a piece on the negotiation, which goes into how they were bad. <laughs> so yeah, in, in May, uh, the Democrats passed the HEROES Act. While having much needed provisions as a state and local funding, which is needed because without that local funding, and states and localities are going to have to reduce their, contract their budgets, which will probably lead to uh, public sector layoffs, more people unemployed, which we don't want. And uh, it also had more unemployment benefits, more PPP funding, hazard pay, a bailout for the United States Postal Service. But the big thing about it was it was a giveaway to the insurance industry. It would have subsidized COBRA, an inefficient program that disproportionately excludes low-income workers and people of color. A better idea would have been to expand the much cheaper Medicare. This is the, this is the, is it called the U.S.-Mexico bill? What one? Or is this, the stimulus is in the larger U.S.-Mexico bill, is that it? No, this is, I'm talking about the HEROES Act. Oh, this is the HEROES Act. I, I, (laughs) I'm just showing people that if it happens in my own country, I don't know what's going on. Um, which is super, uh, okay. So, so. So the, so the, the amazing thing here, this is supposed to be the Democrats benchmark for negotiations. And their, and their starting point is instead of sub, uh, instead of expanding a, a, like a cheap government program like Medicare, which is which would focus on actually giving care to people because it's not it's not a for-profit program. And they decide to subsidize for-profit insurance companies which have a great track record with managing care. And by great, I mean terrible. So that's terrible. But even this, this was too socialist for Republicans who blocked it right away. So heading into the election and Republicans counter offered with their own corporate giveaway, their second corporate giveaway after the CARES Act. This time they wanted to give corporations liabilities protection from uh, making their workers work in potentially unsafe conditions. Uh, This is especially cruel because Harvard published a study showing that there was a surge in workplace death due to COVID after an increased number of calls to OSHA. But uh, the Democrats and Nancy Pelosi rejected the offer for saying saying it was one one step forward, two steps back, and accused Trump of uh, opposing provisions to honor our workers, crush the virus, and put money in the pockets of workers. Is this when she was talking about like feeding the people to Wolf Blitzer, or was that a different thing? I think so. To them, because I see them on the street begging for food, begging for money. Madam Speaker, thank you so much. Have you fed them? We feed them. We feed them. We'll continue this conversation down the road. (laughs) Honestly, that was such a good Nancy. She's had some good moments, and by good moments, I mean awful moments this year. Uh, Much like every (laughs) everything she says, uh, that does not age well. I hate her. Okay, actually, hold on, because I have a question. Before we get back to, like, the actual serious stuff, well, I guess this sort of is serious, because, like, there are people talking about, like, how much of, like, the awful fucking stimuli or stimulus or whatever, uh, how much of it is Nancy Pelosi's fault? How much is Chuck Schumer? How much is Mitch McConnell? Because there's, like, a whole a whole debate of who to blame more. I think we blame all of them, but, like, wh- Let's like put it this way. part of the dynamic. Who fucked I up? Would... I'll put a, my own personal opinion. I would say it's probably about eighty percent Mitch McConnell, and then Nancy Pelosi like fifteen percent, and then Donald Trump hasn't really been doing anything 
Yeah. Well, he's been... I don't feel like covering it because everyone and their mother is covering it, but he has been doing things. He's been calling... Uh, what is it? Was it Ohio? <laughs> he's He's been trying to get those votes. Because... Because don't get me wrong, like, let me make this clear. Like, if if Democrats had control of, of, of the Senate, more stimulus would have been passed a lot sooner. Like, I mean, the Democrats are terrible. At, their, their policies are end up being terrible, but they're, like, they're not complete morons. Like, when there, there's a natural financial crisis, they would actually, they might not pass enough, they might spend money in the wrong in areas that they shouldn't like with the cobra but they would actually spend money which is better than the republicans are doing which was completely nothing for nine months well i feel like what is it democrats are evil but cunning and republicans are evil but stupid and lazy I, I don't th- I don't think it's I don't think it's that I think it's more uh, Republicans actually believe in 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 something they 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 ha- they have uh, they have uh, an ideologies that that just policy wise more or less believe in the same policies so like like and like they're really good at just hammering that those issues because they act because they care about those issues. Republic, I mean, say what you want about Republican ideas. They're like I disagree with them. They're terrible. But the people who believe them really care about those issues, and they will fight for those issues. The thing with the Democrats, uh, it's more that the, they don't really believe in anything. They just they just do whatever they they think would be they think would be best but like in a in like a in an elitist technocratic type way i mean a, i feel like they do believe they they're true believers in certain things just like less so in this regard like like they definitely are pro censorship at this point they're pro surveillance like they, like they like they believe i think they're true believers in like this warped idea of us national security at the expense oh i would, of i would agree with that but economically, I feel like they are just kind but, of a. Uh, I, I I don't know. I'm not even gonna analyze them there. But, but. I agree with you. But the where you're but where, what you're pointing out are actually points where Democrats and Republicans kind of agree on the policy issue. Like they're kind of both. Well, the stimulus tr- had like billions or millions of dollars. Uh, attached to it to go to the military <laughs> like we like yeah. the, the two thousand dollar checks were packaged in with like whole ass lots of aids for all the gulf monarchies and like whatnot and regime change yeah i like i i definitely agree when it comes to like foreign policy they're they're all they more believe in like the idea of u.s exceptionalism because that's more of the u.s culture in general but more but uh i think domestically just domestically speaking in democrats are more of a blank slate ain't just looking to be pushed either way and most of the time they're just they're pushed by the people that have money to give them yeah no i'd say that i'd say that so um where does where where are we in like the stimulus we i know we got it because everyone's posting about like hey have you got your check yet Wait, uh, what is it like how did it work out because I, I i honestly I, like stopped paying attention after a while sorry, let, let me uh pick up where uh, so so we left off uh so i was talking about uh trump uh trump had just offered his counter offer to the heroes act pelosi rejected it it because saying uh, it wasn't pretty much saying it wasn't enough, but that was before the election. And then the election ha- happened. And then after the election, after Joe Biden won, on Nancy Pelosi started negotiating on a deal that was half of the size of that one, on which I think is incredible. Like Bernie Sanders even come come out like like. Like how does a negotiation go from three and a half trillion to nine hundred billion, and in a in a like I, that's just 
that's just like a failure in negotiation in my opinion and then and pelosi couldn't even defend it and when she uh she uh, was asked by a cnn reporter a cnn reporter of all people like like these aren't supposed to be hard questions and she uh why why she would uh why she was against that, but now it's for this one. She said it's for a shorter period of time, but that's okay now because we have a new president. A vaccine, answer to our prayers, an answer to our prayers of 95% effectiveness in terms of Pfizer and Moderna, and there may be others uh, coming forward. Now that makes, that is a total game changer. A new president and a vaccine. So th there's nothing to, th these are different. What, what was then before was not more of this. This is, has simplicity. It's what we've had in our bills. It's for a shorter period of time, but that's okay now because we have a new president, a president who recognizes that we need to depend on science to stop the virus. The bill was later negotiated to exclude the corporate liabilities, which was which was a good thing, but state and local m money was also excluded along with that, which we're still we're still looking at state budgets not being able to afford workers, and we're seeing layoffs, and and the stimulus checks were reduced from twelve hundred dollars to six hundred dollars. Uh, Did they ever get that up? No, because because what happened was after after there was a tentative after it uh there, after it passed the House and it passed the after it passed the Senate, it was it was sent to Donald Trump's to be signed into law. Well, Donald Trump came out and said he would he would not sign it until until the. The stimulus checks were increased to two thousand dollars. So, I mean, this was just Trump just showing off, just saying, "Oh, look at me being po being a populist." So, Nancy Pelosi, like Chuck Schumer, and Democratic leadership actually did something smart for once and called Trump's bluff for the two thousand uh, dollar stimulus checks, and they they proposed a standalone bill just to increase the the checks from six hundred to two thousand dollars, and they passed that off to the Senate, at where Mitch McConnell said he would not pass it, com complaining that it would give money to people who didn't need it. At Bernie, Bernie Sanders threatened. Uh, Bernie Sanders filibustered uh, the, the 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 defense bill. In order to force a, a Senate vote on the two thousand dollar checks, but the but the sad thing is, forty one Senate Democrats voted against Bernie Sanders to override his filibuster, and then which ended all debate on the two thousand dollar checks. Including, so in the, hold on, I want to chime in because uh, Sophie and I are both from New Jersey, including our Senator Bob Menendez the disgusting evil keebler elf who really we do i don't trash enough i, I when, when i saw that he was one of the people who who like voted against it or voted against giving checks uh i think my tweet was like because i i shit on cory booker more because he's fake and i said like i shit on him more on here on twitter because he's the bigger phony but like it's nice to have a reminder that bob menendez is just like the worst <laughs> i hate him uh, as a New Jersey, and I, I just had to chime in with just how how much I hate Bob Menendez, and this is one of the reasons. Yeah. So so in the so in the end, and it it didn't end as like some corporate giveaway, like the CARES Act. The but the newest one that was just passed with the six hundred dollars stimulus check, uh, that it's it's a lot it's a lot better than the CARES Act, but it's still not enough i mean like we're only talking about giving people six hundred dollars when we're when millions of people are months behind on rent when six hundred dollars wouldn't pay for one month of rent in anywhere in this country and did did um did like the whole military bill also pass yeah it, yeah that it sounds right. that sounds right it, i feel like we should do a deep dive into that but honestly like 
I don't I feel like it'll depress me too much and I I haven't I I read enough on it but not enough to like cite things off the top of my it head. Was, it was pre- it, it was it was pretty much a formality because it it had already passed it had already passed the house and senate and then and then Trump vetoed it because he didn't like he didn't like that the bill that the bill would change the names of military bases from Confederate names. He was really upset about that, so That's he vetoed. Matters. So so he vetoed it. So uh, the the vote was the was just to override the veto mm-hmm. because they had a, because they had enough to veto. Uh, oh, yeah, all 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 Bernie was doing was filibustering that vote, which was pretty much just. A, to prevent it and like it could have it could have forced the, the senate to stay in washington over new years if more democrats would have stood behind bernie and i think it's important that we that when ne- next time elections come around that we bring these bring this up about these people and we get these people out of office I mean, like, I, I, I will say, and people who are new to our show will pick up on this very quickly. I've gone, like, full, like, we shouldn't even bother with the two-party system. Uh, we, we, we've had some arguments on that. I hope we have more because I do always like when we argue about it. Um, but I will say, like, as much as I'm done putting my personal energy into trying to, like, make the Democratic Party less terrible and... I still would love to see Menendez get primaried. <laughs> like, like I really, like, I will be watching to see if someone primaries him, and I, I, I will be happy about it, because I hate him so yeah, much. Yeah, like, 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 you might not think it's worth it, but you still would think it's a, it's a good thing getting these terrible people out of office. Like, you would agree with that, at least, right? Yeah, I, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I think he's, like, I don't think it's the best place to put the energy, but, like, if people are going to be putting the energy toward, toward that, I'd rather they, like, actually win. Uh, you know, like, um, that, that's where I stand on it. I I, um, I don't think it's a waste of energy, but I think we should be spending ener- more energy other places as well. I feel, like, I feel like we're too focused on... I will agree that we spend... We're too focused on electoral politics, where... Where we need to be building uh, like uh, an outside-based movement that could actually help our people who are sympathetic to what we believe in in Congress. Mm-hmm. I mean, we yeah. I mean, we definitely need like. Well, that's been. A, I don't want to get too deep into this because there's like so many other topics we were planning yeah, on we, this episode. We'll, so we'll probably like, get into more at some point. Yeah, we will. I mean, like, we have a whole year ahead. We're going to be talking about the things as they get worse and more terrifying. Uh, But speaking, I I actually, I don't know if you had any last thoughts on that before we move on to uh, worse and more terrifying. I mean, overall, I mean, like, that pretty much sums it up. I mean, but overall, it's, it's 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 a complete failure because our government gave trillions away to corporations at the beginning of this thing and gave and gave scraps to the working people and it and it shows in the results the the wealth the wealth of the richest people in this country i think has increased what like over a trillion dollars since the the pandemic began and as more and more people sink further and further in the poverty more and more people are are struggling to eat more and more people face eviction and it's, it's incredible we we have we have the means to prevent this stuff but but the but the resources that could be used to prevent this stuff is lining the pockets of shareholders because in the because in the CARES Act there uh, there was a loophole that where you could use taxpayer money to to pay dividends, meaning taxpayer money some taxpayer money went straight to shareholders. It's it's just an embarrassment. I I don't know how anyone I don't know how anyone could defend this. I don't have as good of a transition as I did before, <laughs> but um <laughs> I'll get into it, which is that. 
Uh, before we talk about scarier news, we will, uh, I fortunately have some, I'm not going to call it good news because there's still problems with it, but bittersweet news, uh, which is I was in D.C. Uh, to protest the extradition of Julian Assange. We have covered that on the show before, so I won't get too into the details, but uh, for anyone who is new, uh, it is basically Julian Assange, Australian journalist and founder of WikiLeaks, was being held in a maximum security prison in London uh, because the U.S. charged him for basically as a foreign spy uh, for releasing, revealing that the U publishing uh, evidence of war crimes committed by the U.S., it was a whole terrifying ordeal for press freedom, and in a lot of ways, uh, it is still an ordeal for press freedom. We actually have a bonus episode coming on that. Uh, but the gist is that it, it was an unprecedented case in which publishers are able to be charged for publishing truthful information. Uh, so the UK's decision as to whether or not they would extradite him to the United States came yesterday as of when we're recording uh that was monday this is probably published this is going to be published thursday so monday uh january 4 and like everyone i know who's been following the case was expecting he would be extradited uh i was in dc ready to protest uh an extradition and my mom wakes me up and goes sam there's there's no extradition uh, to which I go, yeah, I know, because I assumed I assumed she was saying there is an extradition. I, well, you know, I, to which she goes, no, no, there's no extradition. I'm like, oh shit! Like I bolted up like a meerkat. Um, but like, honestly, it, it is like it's now been, oh god, like more than more than um, 48 hours, 24 hours. I don't know. It's been like more than 24 hours since. Uh, that news came out and it really is just so amazing you know i don't want to talk again i i'm not uh i don't want to talk too much about like the legal process because i honestly don't know but like the basic info is that uh the u.s has like two weeks to appeal uh oh so first of all so vanessa baretzer the judge the reason that she did not extradite him is because our prison conditions in the United States are so bad and his mental health has like been so degraded from you know the isolation he's been subjected to uh, that she was like yeah like it seems extremely likely that if he gets sent to the US uh, he'll he'll kill himself uh, and so that's a lot of people are writing about how it's it's a victory for him because no one no one thought that he uh, he was going to avoid extradition, but it is still a big threat for press freedom because she started her hearing by going like agreeing with like ninety five percent of the claims the U S made that he's like a threat to national security that this this wasn't a political case, um, you know she. Uh, rejected the idea that he's a journalist. She, uh, even though it was disproven during the case, uh, she, you know, uh, suggested that by publishing diplomatic cables, he put people in danger. Uh, so, so, sh so the things behind this prosecution that posed a threat to press freedom and that uh, set the precedent that other journalists can be charged under the Espionage Act, those were reinforced by her decision in some ways. Uh, so that is bad. But he won't be extradited and I, I, I like honestly I'm like just I'm so still happy about it because like I didn't think that was going to happen. Um, so right now, a lot of the Assange supporters are pushing for him to have bail, like, immediately, uh, because he's—the he's, prison he's in is still Belmarsh Prison, which is, like, a prison where terrorists are held. Um, uh, it's, it's, like, the worst of the worst in London, um, or England. Uh, I actually think London, but I, I don't know in case I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's not good. Uh, so that's sort of the big focus is getting him bail and getting him out of prison immediately. And one 
good thing is that the president of Mexico has said that they would offer him asylum if he is released. Uh, and so, uh, can, can I uh, just interject real quick? Uh, yeah. I just want to I just want to emphasize that that even in a and even as a place as a like the the UK, which I don't think anyone by any means would consider radical, would just consider extraditing Assange being uh, abuse of his uh, human rights just because of the U.S. prison system is uh, pretty damning, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I mean, well, honestly, like, part of me is like, that's, I feel like that's part of the decision is that I, I wouldn't be surprised if, well, I mean, I, I was, I think it was, uh, Kevin Gostola is a reporter who we have had on the show, and uh, I'm still in the booking process, so I don't want to make commitments, but we may have an episode coming up with him. I will uh, look out for that. Uh, but he was talking with Noam Chomsky, uh, your boy, Shane, I know you love him. Uh, he was talking with Noam Chomsky, and they were, or John Kiriakou, I forget, I forget. There was a lot of coverage. <laughs> but um, he was having a conversation where, where it's pointed out that, like, it's not like this was out of actual concern for Assange. It would be very bad for the judge's career if she extradites Assange and then he dies. So it, it, this this was like not at all an ideal scenario or even a, like one of the better scenarios. It's just a much better scenario than anyone expected. And I do think part of it is also just that the UK got so much attention for how awful their prison system was. Uh, f during the trial, uh, that yeah, that was pretty bad. From I think I've a heard. lot of it is I'm trying to save face and yeah. be like, no, we're still like we're better than the U.S. because no one no one wants to be as bad as the U.S. Like I wouldn't be surprised if part of it is just that because you know British people have like that pride. They like to like act like they're hot shit. Um, or no, you America likes to act like it's hot shit. Uh, English people like to act like they're sophisticated shit, and if they are. All they need to do is be, like, a little bit of tier above the U.S. in terms of ethics, uh, and they can, like, keep going on, keep, keep what is it, keep calm and carrying on as uh, Winston Churchill, the uh, horrible <laughs> racist war criminal, said. Um, yeah, no, I really, I really do think part of it is that the British just do not want to be the people who uh, allowed themselves to get on America's level. And I, and I think the ruling, this might be fair, it might be not, but it, it seems like the, the ruling was uh, calculated in, in a way that would like, like piss the least amount of people off as possible. <laughs> yeah, well, that's another thing. I, I really like, do... Oh, sorry. Like just, you... to, just, to, just to put it like a cynical twist on it because you gotta think about it like the judge doesn't want to set the the i mean like it sounds like the judge is is uh sympathetic to uh the u.s and uk uh their stance against assange and she's sympathetic to that but but she, she didn't want but she didn't want to be known as the judge that actually extradited him so this is I, this might have been her way of uh getting out of this without looking too bad yeah i mean i mean it's it's people saying like 95 of her statement was just repeating the u.s intelligence yeah. against him uh which is also why so many people i i'm i'm not gonna lie i didn't watch it live because i have like horrible uh like just headaches and nausea if i don't get a certain amount of sleep um so I figured my I, my mom would just wake me up, and she did. But uh, for the people who were watching in real time, all of the, what they were saying is they were like, yeah, like we literally, she was like saying like, or I guess they weren't watching in real time. They were following reporters who were tweeting what they were watching in real time. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, like it, it was, she's saying this bad thing about Assange, this bad thing about Assange, this bad thing about Assange, but, and that but like got, everyone by surprise because it was it was like such a plot twist that no one had anticipated i mean at on news dives medium uh you can read my two articles i wrote from covering 
uh, the Assange supporters who had gathered in D.C. And the the day one was, you know, the, was more protest. It, it, you know, it's I covered it tr more seriously because at that point it didn't feel and not not that things aren't any less serious. But, you know, it, it was like a rainy day. It was a protest. We all were expecting extradition. And then the second article they had cake and balloons because it it it's just been such a crushing thing like and no one expected to even get like a minor victory uh so you know i don't think this is going to actually cause anyone to lose momentum i think if anything it does boost people because it it shows that we're not doomed like like obviously there are still so many problems with this but we we got off or we 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 as in like sort of the collective assange movement people who care about press freedom uh, it turned out way better than like anyone was expecting and uh, like let, let me put this out there uh -huh. if if there if there wasn't like this much uh, like outrage and conversation like an outside pressure about this do, do you get a different ruling does she do you the, like if we're taking a cynical view of this if there's like if this is more quiet does he does he get extradited like just you, putting that like, out there yeah if less people had protested would he be extradited yeah because like i said earlier this and like, like it just comes off of just the way the, the please everyone it i makes think absolutely the, i think yeah. that um i mean you had like what is it eight people reporting on the trial when it happened and they like kept um they kept ngos from entering the court and so they they were trying to keep it quiet they were trying to bring attention away from it and and so i do think that is a big part of it that if there had not been independent journalists who made it a point to cover it and get the word out and if there had not been so many protesters who went through every single obstacle uh you know despite there being so many obstacles i think i think their plan was to um tire people and try to make it seem like it's not worth it uh, and so i think if i, I yeah. think those obstacles were there because they did not want this outcome they wanted they, less attention and they wanted less protests and since they didn't get that uh, and if they extradited them um, there would have been out mass outrage and, yeah, they, and, I, and they just wanted to not deal with that. Well, I mean, I think it, one point, not to be pessimistic, but I think that one thing is that there wasn't even mass outrage. Like, like the Assange movement, the people in it are super dedicated, but it's not, like, it's not one of the bigger movements. It is, it is as big as it is because of how dedicated the people who are involved yeah. are. Like, it only started building in momentum towards the end with Sarah Palin and Tucker Carlson hopping in, um, you know, and it got more, ex you know, quotes, acceptable to speak out in support of him. But that was towards the end, and I think that if people had spoken out a lot sooner and a lot more regularly, we might have even seen her not repeating 95% of the claims that the U.S. made. Uh, so, I, I mean, I and I think that, like, part of, as much as, as, problematic, as problematic as the outcome is, part of why I am so happy about it is this, you know, a lot of times you feel like you see activism and you do activism and you really can't say if it's making a difference or not. You just kind of have to hope. I do feel like this is a scenario where you actually can say that, like, the little bit that was done, you know, it counted, it mattered, and if we do more, that will matter more. Like, like this does feel like the type of thing where because there was so little involvement, every single involvement really did actually make a difference. Yeah, and, like, I think you just got you you just gotta build enough pressure just to make life inconvenient for these people like mm -hmm. these people like like they're they they are well off they're they don't have many issues like they just wanna they like they're just living their lives lives but but like we so you we just gotta make things inconvenient for them and they will concede it's just about building that pressure yeah no i agree 
Um, I mean, you know, again, I don't want to get too much into this because I I can't claim, like, I, I, I follow it enough that I can talk about it here, but uh, I'm trying to get a journalist who, like, is an expert on the topic to go into more of the details. Uh, but, you know, I, th- I thought it was important to talk about the protests if people want to learn more. Follow News Dive's Medium and read the articles and also read Shane's article on the stimulus negotiations. And I want to, I guess, go to our last topic we were planning on covering, which is uh, war and how it is It is uh, every day getting nearer and nearer. Shane, you have been paying more attention to recent developments than I have Uh Iran and China are like are the are the ones we hate the most now. And, and when I say that we hate, I mean uh, that that the U.S. is telling us to hate, not that we hate. Yeah, and this is just things I've I've seen seen pop uh, pop up recently. Uh, I mean, uh, Al, I saw an article from Al Jazeera that was uh, talking with. Uh, foreign policy experts and they feared uh, they feared that, that Trump is in a is in a position where he's very vulnerable uh, they they uh, compared him to a cornered animal and they're saying like so in, in this stage like he's very unpredictable oh so they fear that that he might launch an attack on Iran well, he also, like, like this year started not not this year. God, it's already a new year. What do you know? Last uh, year started. started with him trying to start a war with Iran, and like so many people, oh, yeah. say he, like he assassinated their general. Start any new wars? He only didn't start a new war because Iran decided not to get into a war after he killed like their favorite general. Yeah, and then and then later on, Ara. And then a, uh, a week or two ago, oh, Trump blames Iran for a rocket on, attack on on a U.S. embassy in Iraq, and and threatened Iran again. And then it was later reported by the AP that a U.S. bomber uh, flew over the Persian Gulf coast for the second time last month. And, and it was it's a show of force uh, isn't I mean, he also we keep... sending like fleets or like some some I don't know the navy terms isn't he sending he's sending military boats and aqua yeah ships. I think I think I saw an article saying he was sending he he was sending us part, something from the navy in that direction it might have been an aircraft carrier I don't know so aqua but, that's what we're referring but, to <laughs> but like We've been clearly escalating. the the government The U.S. government has clearly been escalating with Iran, mm-hmm. and 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 just uh, yesterday, was it? Yesterday, Iran Iran came out and said and it said it, it started uh, resuming uh, enriching uranium past the levels that was agreed upon in the nuclear deal that Donald Trump has pulled out of uh, seventeen wiped his ass on um which also like part of me is part of me is like not only did he pull out he pulled out and sl- and slapped economic crippling sanctions on the country that's right that, is, that, that during, during the global that, pandemic yeah during a global pandemic is uh barricading food and medicine from entering the country well, I honestly think that, like, it's smart of Iran to increase their uranium. Cause, so, first of all, because, like, a lot of times it's used as, like, this scary idea that they're going to nuke people. Because um, that justifies, that's how they, how the government justifies sanctions. But, and I'm not, I'm not an expert on how nuclear equipment works. But, like, from what I've seen, their nuke, they don't even have, like, they're, enrich, they're enriching nuclear, uh, uranium or whatever it is. But that doesn't actually give them any additional power to increase like to, to use missiles like they have no, like uh, more nuclear capacity but they don't have more weapons capacity like that's nothing to do with the weapons that's just the thing that's painted to try to 
manufacture consent for war with Iran. And I think it makes sense that they that they would increase the stuff because we've already seen that Biden and his team, while they're saying, yes, we want to return to the nuclear deal, they're doing it on their terms. Like they're using they're not using they're using this as an opportunity to get more out of Iran than initially they were able to get out of Iran. And so I think it, it makes sense for Iran to already um, start you know, increasing their nuclear capacity so that they're not put into the whole, um, is it pigeonholed? Is that the term? You know, so that they're not, you know, forced into a corner uh, within the U.S. And, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know what our listeners think of Iran, but like, I think, I, I just, I, I think it's so ridiculous to take Iran as a threat to America. <laughs> like, America has more nuclear yeah. weapons than anyone. Uh, e- like, they're not making weapons, but even if they were, it's like, what are they going to do? Like, the like the U.S. is is sanctioning and starving their people to death. Like, what, what do you expect them to do in response? <laughs> like, uh, and and they said that this action is, qu- is quickly and easily reversible if the U.S. and and Europe uh, go back to the terms of the nuclear deal. Like they're leaving, they're they're leaving an opening for peace. Is the question is is do we take it and do we get back in the nuclear deal? Because that's what because that that's clearly like that's clearly what they want. They they want they just want us to leave them alone. They're they're willing to not enrich uranium if we stay if we stay out. But we're not staying out, and we're starving their people. So they're going, they're, and and yeah, like you said, like they're not, they're not a threat to us. Like if they if they attack us, we will wipe them off the face of the planet before you can snap your fingers. There's and yeah, our and government. They know that. Like and, these countries aren't stupid. Like what? Like I, I mean, North Korea is another one where it's like, 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 these no, countries, like, like countries, countries aren't it's a it's a no they know that like the u.s is fucking insane they've dealt with it before it's a it's a deterrent that we're trying to attack us is i think just such bullshit they're it's a deterrent they're using it as a deterrent because like like they're it's stupid it would be stupid for them to attack first we'd wipe them out but if we ever attack them they have something that could actually hurt us yeah. Like it would be devastating if if another country dropped the bomb on the on the U.S. and I don't and I don't think our I don't think our uh, our government really wants to risk that. I think yeah. that's I think that's a line they want to avoid because because who knows they might drop it where they live like like their their skins in that when when you get to that point their skins in it too true although you do have just like increasingly insane people running uh national security and foreign policy like like that's, oh, that's yeah. the thing that scares me like that's, we've always like, that's true. had like, like you don't... in charge but i feel like a lot of warmongers they they were at it for personal gain i think and I, there are still a lot who are just in it for personal gain, but I think there's a lot who are, like, true believers in, and we talked about this in, a, in the earlier segment, like, there are so many people who are just true believers in this idea of, like, U.S. dominance, and that, the like, I think Biden, I think more than maybe a lot of presidents, I think Biden really, like, believes in this idea that, like, America is freedom, and America should be the leader of the world for freedom. I think he believes that. I don't know about his other picks, but I think he really does believe that, and that scares me, because when you're a true believer in your righteousness, sanity to to some extent goes out the window. Like, I, I don't know that it would enough for him to risk a nuclear war but i definitely think it's enough uh for him to risk escalations with countries which bring us significantly closer to nuclear war and i i don't know if this is just me but it seems it does seem like ever since north korea has developed nuclear technology 
we've been a little more quiet on that front. I feel like we haven't heard much about North Korea in a couple of years. Well, I also feel like that's because not not that Trump like actually did well with North Korea, but like he was a change, and I, I that actually is a thing I'm really interested to see now that Biden is back. You know what what the case is with North Korea. That I feel like we should do an episode on that um, if I can get someone good, or if you can get someone good, if we can get someone good, because um, that is interesting. Yeah, I mean, my final stance is. Nuclear weapons are bad. No one should have nuclear weapons. If we could make deals with other countries to for them not to have nuclear weapons, that's good. If someone could negotiate with us to get rid of our nuclear weapons, that would be fantastic. But that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. Well, I really do feel, yeah, no, that's a thing. Like, I really feel like, like, my idea is that, my idea is not that Iran and North Korea and any country that needs to uh, keep the U.S. from killing them. Like, my, my ideal is uh, not that they have nuclear weapons. My ideal is that no one has nuclear weapons, but to get there, you need the U.S. to not have nuclear weapons. Yeah, and, I, and I'm just saying, like, we're not saying, like, I don't, I'm not saying that at, uh, uh, Iran is correct for developing nuclear weapons. I just want to point it, I just want to, I just want to point it, but I'm saying, uh, they want the u.s media wants people to believe that they're developing and but even if but if even if that was a case you should expect another country to defend itself when another when a country's threatening to attack it which the u.s has been doing for years now so so when they start managing for a war with iran it's iran is like the one that got away like that's in terms of like trying to kill other countries the u.s trying to kill other countries iran um iran and venezuela you know are, i think are the two of like the ones that like just keep eluding them like i feel like i feel like u.s and iran is like a you ha- is like poking a bear but with a tank and but when and then and then when the bear attacks the tank and the tank uh blows the bear the bits and they blame the bear. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a good one. That's a. I think we should. Shit. Should we end on the bear dying? Are we gonna be for this episode an anti-animal podcast? Oh my god! If News Dive got canceled by PETA in 2021, I would. What What I do you think about the? If what about the? Th- I will shave my head. What do you think about the PETA billboards about uh, milk causing cow's milk causing autism? Oh, ooh, yeah. Autistic person, I should probably have a take on that. Um, I think it's hilarious. I feel like that's not the answer that um, you know most people on the spectrum would give, but there, that's so wacky. It's hilarious. It's, it's hilarious in a messed up kind yeah. of way. Well, that's PETA. That's their... Oh, my God. Okay, hold on. This is going to be the last thing in the episode, which is my favorite thing that PETA has ever done, which is that there was a town. I forget where. Oh, God, I wish I had all the details. But there was a town named Fish Kills. PETA was like, this is horrible. It's named Fish Kills. We should force them to change the name of the town to Fish Lives or something like that. And so they put this big campaign out to try to get them to change the name of the town. But fish kills is like some type of like Nordic term that has nothing to do with death. Uh, I I wish I had more of the details, but that's PETA is just uh, fun. And I, I, you know, they, they, they're, they're out there, they're doing their thing and they are, uh, they're a time. PETA is a time. They're a meme. Just to mention it real quick, we're also... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Department of Homeland Security uh, issued a warning to U.S. businesses about uh, uh, security warnings with uh, Chinese data from China, oh, Chinese companies. And then, and then the New York Stock Exchange uh, said they were going to delist, delist uh, Chinese companies to comply with an executive order and then backtrack on that later. So we're, 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 uh, we're going at China still econo- economically speaking well, yeah, as well. With Biden and rigged the election <laughs> for him. 
with their Venezuelan voting machines. <laughs> All right, well, News Dive, uh, soon to be canceled by PETA, is a podcast, and we hope that you like it. We hope that you are excited for a season in which... Uh, we cover all sorts of things and we have way more energy and uh you can again find us at news dive radio tell everyone about us so that we do not have to uh get jobs at all of the outlets that at this point won't even hire us because we just complain about them <laughs>